0: From St. Louis Public Radio, this is St. Louis on the Air. Was it hard to find a way to sort of keep that in balance where this is a book that's going to work for a kid, whether or not they have Republican parents or whether they have
1: Democrat parents?
2: That's a great question. I think we we thought about that the entire writing process.
1: Every graphic we did was based on really solid sources. We wanted uh, a full, you know, 10 pages in the back of the book where everyone could go and say, okay, this is where all of this came from. And
2: on this graphic here in particular, we wanted to show how We the People has expanded over time.
1: When I call
0: it a book, I feel like I'm selling it short, because this book is just so laden with graphics. To me, it feels like the opening pages of a magazine. And I've always loved reading the opening pages of a magazine, because you can just kind of, like, browse them. And you're picking up quick tidbits without feeling like you're working for it. I'm Sarah Fenske. PJ and Jamie Creek first hit the educational jackpot with their Periodic Table of the Presidents. Their poster compressed the nation's commanders-in-chief to small boxes of valuable information, just like the periodic table you poured over in chemistry class. The presidential periodic table has sold tens of thousands of copies and made its way from Alaska to Florida. And now it's part of a new graphic-heavy book designed to teach American history and government to readers who are happier not swimming in a giant sea of text. The book is called We the People and the President, an infographic look at the American presidency. And joining us today are its authors. PJ Creek teaches social studies and science in O'Fallon, Illinois. PJ, welcome.
2: Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having us.
0: And Jamie Creek teaches social studies at Central Junior High School in Belleville. Jamie, welcome. Thanks so much for having us, Sarah. So, Jamie, the idea of a periodic table for presidents, this seems
1: downright insane. Expired. Whose idea was it? Oh, I really want to say it was mine, but it was definitely PJ's. Uh, we were looking through um, a, a, a chemistry book, and he saw the periodic table of the elements and said, wow, we really need one of these for the presidents, and he started building it. And you're a graphic designer. You know, the idea seems simple,
0: and yet I imagine in the execution, this took some drafts.
2: Right. I think it was, we're on the fourth iteration, I believe, of it. So, uh, yeah, it, it started off a little simpler. And over the years, we've tested it out in the classroom and been able to uh, see exactly what works and what doesn't. So this is our best shot at it.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're kind of able to give us some context on the sweep of American history, even when you're breaking down the individual presidents. You've learned from the classroom kids can digest that much information.
2: That's right. I think that... Uh, Before we came up with this teaching tool, we didn't really have a one-stop shop to put all the presidents, and we color-code them by party, so that draws them in, and and they're ordered by number, and you have other interesting things that happen along the way in American history that we try to document.
0: Yeah, it's a really great tool, and what I love about this is you guys did your first one. This is back in 2006. You've now had to add a number of presidents, like history keeps marching on.
1: Yeah, it sure has, And, and it's so fun every year or every four years you know, we get to kind of have a redesign and based on what our students tell us that they want to see, we can add it. And what other teachers tell us they want to see, we can add that. So it's been really great to have that opportunity. So when you guys first launched this, you were newish classroom teachers. And I I think your story is
0: kind of cool. You didn't originally set out to become teachers. What drew you into that profession?
1: Well, it's we both kind of took different paths. I worked in finance um, for several years. PJ worked in archaeology. And we we kind of were at this stage in our lives where we we didn't have children yet. And we thought, if we really want to to make a a difference in this world, this was our opportunity. And so we both chose this path of teaching together. And, you know, we've not really looked back from that. It's been a great experience for both of us. And at the same time, I mean, teaching is a stressful job. (laughs) You know, you're kind of like working all hours.
0: You guys also set up this side business where you're sort of using what you learn in the classroom to do more than just this one poster. You have a number now of of these classroom aides.
2: Right. We have uh, probably four main posters now. Um, and I think it's been interesting as a teacher to be able to use the posters in the classroom. Yeah, that informs our decisions graphically. That informs our decisions uh, in the book. So I think being a teacher, we, we can see in the book uh, our experiences kind of over the years. So
0: have you rolled out a poster and, and your class, your classroom's looking at it and you realize,
1: you know what, this one is, is not ready. Like, this is not working. <laughs> We have done that. Of course we have. And I think. Um, that's the really cool thing about having so many test subjects is, is you get you get to test it for about eight hours straight, and then you're like, okay, I think maybe we should change this before we do the big printing. Um, so it's been really helpful for us. Yeah, I feel like the, the
0: unfortunate thing, maybe it's a fortunate thing about the, the class level that you teach. These are kids who aren't
1: always known for their tact. Oh, no, they are not. No, they'll <laughs> tell you exactly what they think. And and I think, you know, we have the personality type that, that can kind of roll with that. But it's been really helpful to us to, to mm. I, they will tell you within five, against what they love and what they don't love and, and we can really use that for to our advantage. So that brings us to this book. Mm. Um, this book
0: is... When I call it a book, I feel like I'm selling it short because this book is just so laden with graphics. To me, it feels like the opening pages of a magazine. And I've always loved reading the opening pages of a magazine because you can just kind of like browse them and you're picking up quick tidbits without feeling like you're working for it the way that you feel like if you're you're reading through a whole chapter. When you guys uh, decided to try to do this, did you have that idea in mind from the get-go? We're going to do this entire thing with graphics.
2: I'm glad you said that, Sarah, because we wanted a book where you could open it up at any point and look and learn something. Uh, So you could either read it as a narrative from start to finish, and at the beginning we tell you how to read an infographic, what an infographic is, and by the end we hope we've told a story in narrative form, but also you could turn it open to page 26 and hopefully learn a tidbit of information and maybe that draws you in to learn more.
0: Yeah. Was it hard to figure out? I mean, you're used to doing sort of like you know a poster at a time. Now you've got to do like the whole sweep of the American presidency.
1: Yeah, that was that was um, definitely a challenging task. But having having sort of been doing this for ten years, we had such a, a large amount of information to kind of pull from. We knew what we had put out in the past that people were really into. So we kind of had an idea, you know, where we wanted to go with all of these graphics before we started. So that was very helpful. And so
0: these are, you know, you you have the periodic table of the presidents. If people want this, this is actually the book jacket, which is kind of like a nice little bonus. But in addition to that, you're really kind of digging into American history. And I was really struck by You have a a page, this is sort of a, it opens where you can, you know, see this all as as one layout, Um, expanding We the People. PJ, tell us about Mm -hmm. the idea here on this page.
2: Yeah, you know, the title, We the People and the President, we landed on that because we thought the first three words of the Constitution are so significant Mm -hmm. and how that's changed over time and what that means. Uh, and, And on this graphic here in particular, we wanted to show how we the people has expanded over time and how participation uh from americans has has become this uh uh, this this item that makes sense over time and that that changes uh for for certain people and and i think the key is the constitution is a a document that is living the constitution Mm -hmm. is a document that continues to change and by our participation in that Uh, we can make this uh, a country that uh, lives up to what the Constitution says in the first three words.
0: And so we start with, um, you know, you have to be white, you have to be male, you have to be a landowner in order Mm -hmm. to vote. And as this graphic shows, it's almost like the tears of the rainbow. This gets opened up and expanded. It gives you this sense of, like, progress that I feel like can be lost. Mm -hmm. If I was just reading a a chapter on this, you know, it almost would get stuck between the sentences just how much things are moving forward.
1: Yeah that was really important to us and I think I think PJ really said that perfectly it's this idea that that this Constitution can sort of grow with our country. Um, when it was written, you know, it wasn't it wasn't written for me. So, so this idea that you know, with the Nineteenth Amendment, now I get to say as well, um, that was that was really important to us to to put across. And and I think we tried to pull that through several graphics. This idea of of who now gets to vote and who gets to participate, and um, and and that that's an important thing. Like people fought for this right. All, all those different layers. They didn't just arrive. They arrived because people like John Lewis fought for them. Um, And so that was an important story that we wanted to tell. So there's some really serious stuff in here and sort of understanding the big picture.
0: But you're also having some fun with it. You have uh, sort of the presidential yearbook uh, where you've got each of the presidents and they all get funny nicknames. I need to uh, refer to my notes here. You have Big Lub William Taft. I didn't want to accidentally besmirch the wrong president as Big Lub. Uh, in it, uh, the end notes, it says, Jimmy Carter is the president, quote, most likely to see a UFO. <laughs> with Hard to figure out how far you could go without going too far with that one.
1: Yeah, that that did get a little tricky. You don't, you definitely don't want to be demeaning in any way, but uh, at the same time, you know these these men are are men like anybody else, and they have faults and they have flaws, and um, sometimes it's fun to kind of poke at it a little bit. And and I mean, what kid doesn't want to see something about? Jimmy Carter seeing a UFO like that's great that's, right. that's fun
0: yeah. yeah and are you hoping that from there you know the kid might google Jimmy Carter UFO or ask their dad Ex- exactly
2: you know? yeah I think that was through the process we we had a lot of uh, potential candidates for the nicknames and for the most likely to and, and and through the editing process we we had a lot of input which helped out to to have fun to make it light, but also to engage potentially a student to look or a reader to look more at what that story is.
0: And so when you say you had a lot of input, is that, again, your classes or your own kids?
2: You know... Our own kids. They are our best test market. Uh, Everything that we do, we we run by them first.
0: And you have two junior high school students at this point?
2: Yes. Yeah. We have uh, an eighth grader, a sixth grader, and also a fourth grader.
0: Okay. And so So. is the goal, you want the book to make sense to all of them, or you have to kind of leave the fourth grader behind?
1: No, we we really do want it to be readable to all of them. And, And in fact, it's probably written most closely for, for her age, and then with that idea that you can go up from there for, I mean, we, we want adults to be able to read this and have fun with it. But um, everything that we wrote, we, you know, Charlotte had to read out loud to make sure it sounded good. So um, so yeah, we definitely we definitely wanted their input along the way. So talking about the presidents,
0: you get into Jimmy Carter and him seeing the UFO. You get into Donald Trump. These things have become so politicized Mm -hmm. in our world today where it's not just history. It's things that people have really strong opinions about. Mm -hmm. Was it hard to find a way to sort of keep that in balance where this is a book that's going to work for a kid, whether or not they have Republican parents or whether they have Democrat parents?
2: That's a great question. I think we we thought about that the entire writing process, the entire creation process of the book, is uh, is based on the uh, is based on facts and data. I would say, and 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 when you read a book, we think that's important in that process, in the editing and the research, all of that. When a student or a reader opens a book, know that that's been. Uh, an a process that is as accurate as we can make it. Mm-hmm. So the information we have in there is the best available information, uh, and, and we present the information. and We want the reader to take that information and then figure out how he or she will use that information. And I think that's our main goal is to, here it is, now you take it and, and understand it and, and go with it in your own way.
0: And so, based on the feedback that you've gotten, I mean, this book—I think it came out in late December. We're a couple months late in, in getting you here on the show. Um, do you feel like you're getting feedback that that you've achieved that goal?
1: I think we have. I think um, when teachers see it, they get excited about it, and and that's really that's that's our main goal is to put this book into classrooms. We are teachers. We want teachers using it. We want students using it, and it's a book that, as a social studies teacher, you can use it and not feel like. It it isn't a political book. It is about civics, and it is about our presidents, and it is about our constitution, but it's not a political book. And we are getting feedback that I think think we achieved that goal. So I think this book is just great. I can't recommend this highly (laughs) enough.
0: I, I really recommend that people, whether you have a young reader in your life or just, again, somebody who likes browsing magazines, this book works for them. This is We the People and the President you guys now have been doing this for, I can't even do the math. You've been doing this for more than 10 years. Um, You have this this successful line of posters. You now have a book. At what point does this become a full-time job versus just kind of a side business?
2: That's a great question. I think currently we're at a career crossroads in a way where we have to make some decisions where these paths were traveling parallel and we'd jump over to one and the other in summer break. We'd work on this. And And I think right now we're at this crossroads where we want to explore this side of things and and being an author and an illustrator, I think that's what we would like to uh, eventually achieve.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you want to continue to pursue that? Do you feel like you have the idea for the next book in your head?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we do. Um, We're not ready to really formally announce anything yet, but we're— uh we are we want to take more of a, a civics engagement path and, and kind of focus on this the constitu constitution side of things. Um and so yeah, we're working on developing the second book right now. And is that also going to follow this
0: route of being very infographic heavy and, and sort of that same um format there?
1: Yeah, we we think this really works well and it and it's great, it's digestible for kids, it's not overwhelming. I think a lot of times when you go and start talking about government and the constitution um, kids in general just kind of, you know, get a little nervous. But this is a, a super approachable way to learn it.
0: Yeah. And it feels like, um, you know, we're all just so used to seeing like graphics, you know, they'll sort of whiz by on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they're happening on TikTok or wherever the kids are hanging out these days. <laughs> You're putting this in book form. What do you think makes this something that works? It works. It works. It I guess it's important to be a book as opposed to just a series of graphics that you're isolating from each other.
2: Yes, that's a great question. I think we're inundated with graphics and infographics and information, and we didn't want to overload the reader. We didn't want to make it too much information to digest. So I think on purpose, with intent, we made them more minimalistic. We we picked and chose data that actually would tell a story Mm -hmm. that was accurate and tell a story. Uh, So in that process, I think. A book is wonderful because you can open up a book and enjoy it uh, at any moment on the couch, outside. You know, you don't need to charge it up. You open up your book and you can pick and choose what you want to read. Uh, And this book we made to open up at any point and sit there and hopefully learn something. And excites you about history and uh, civic action.
0: And Jamie, one last thing I wanted to make sure to ask you about today: you're also telling us where the sources are. This is something that we don't get when we're getting our information
1: from social media. You're kind of teaching a little media literacy here. That's so true. And and again, from the teaching side of things, that is that was so important to us that every every graphic we did was based on really solid sources. We wanted uh, a full, you know, 10 pages in the back of the book where everyone could go and say, okay, this is where all of this came from. These are are really valid and valuable sources to use. Um, And we're using primary sources as well, so we have pictures of the actual documents. Um, But yeah, that was really important to us that that this is based in fact, this is based in data. um, And it's not just, you know, some story that we heard at some point. Yeah. Well, it's such a good book. Again, this is We the People and the President, an
0: infographic look at the American presidency. Jamie Creek, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. And PJ Creek, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sarah. Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air?